What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. First Friday coming up, Joe. Uh, yeah, first Friday in September. Uh, I'm so, so over so the moon what? excited for fucking summer to be over. <laughs> oh, so here, I was going to bring that up too. So I, I hate to be that guy, but God damn it, folks. I work outside, and anybody who works in construction or roofing, shit like that, I made they a, understand. I made a post uh, not that long ago, but it was in the summertime. People were bitching about how hot it is, and we had a couple good heat chunks we did yeah okay and so i said just to let you all know i said i've been here for a while and i've really observed i said that labor day is kind of a marking it is it is make a difference when i've there's a certain event i would go to every labor day and i have paid attention in the last 10 years that right at that point right after or on labor day is when we don't have any more 100 degree temperatures and right it starts to get in the low 60s upper 50s lows and fucking guess what that's about to happen yep on Monday or Tuesday, it doesn't look like it's going to last. But it, it, at no, least, it, at it's least not going to get 100 again. Yeah. No, it's going to be 100. It was 105 or six today. It's yeah. going to be 105 or six tomorrow. But Friday, thir- Thursday is going to be a little cooler. Then Friday is going to be like 95 or something. Oh shit! I saw lower than that. Ten, like 85. Okay, 85, 85 for Friday, but also rainy, a ton of rain, right. which is which I'm fine with too. Although you have first Friday, I would rather it not get rained out. That's okay. It's going to be killer anyway. It's going to be killer this. I, like it's been awesome these. First oh Fridays. yeah, yeah. We're gonna have uh, on first Friday. We have uh, a band playing out front. <laughs> We've got we got an extension of premises at Blackbridge to be out in the street. I forgot and, about that. We talked about that last week. Um, maybe, May, maybe not. Okay, so what's well, the, it's it's been a rigmarole. Just so, just so, so if you guys folks, only. If if anybody out there is thinking about getting a liquor license for any reason whatsoever, what do you want to you want to sell beer and wine? I mean a li- a liquor license. Yeah, li- they're all called liquor licenses. Okay, even but you're they talk, don't not, not a temporary thing. You're talking about a permanent. Not done talking. Didn't get a chance to finish my sentence. Go ahead. So you have to you have your premises, right? Which is mm-hmm. on books with the state and the feds, but mostly the state kind of controls where you can and cannot serve alcohol. You can't step out of this, right? right? So you can do an extension of premises, which is becomes permanent or a temporary EOP extension of premises, which is very common for events. For events, if it is really, mm-hmm. but man, they <clears throat> make you jump through so many hoops just to make it happen. Like, is it the state that's doing it? It's the state. Yeah, okay, so it's not. not the city. It's not the city. No, the city's no, no, probably no. trying to promote no, it right the, now. Especially. The city makes it as easy as possible. As they, they can possibly it, make it. You know? it, it. Absolutely, at the city level, I have no complaints whatsoever, and mm-hmm. they are just over the moon. Here's what you need to do: do this, 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 and this. It's the state that makes things difficult. And and anybody who's ever had to deal with that kind of stuff is just did man, you wait a little bit too know. late? No, okay, no, not at all. We've been dealing with this for two weeks. Okay, yeah. So it's and it, and as of last Friday, oh yeah, it's fine. And then not so much, but that's can fine. You, it's can, getting without fixed. getting into the weeds deeply. Can you give a quick example of what they said was okay and uh, now it's not okay? We we uh, did not fully express on the hand drawn diagram that they required the drawn diagram of where the uh, barriers would be for the premises, which is. Perfectly acceptable, except we went exactly word for word from what the person from the state told us to do. And then somebody else came back and said, this isn't good enough. So that was probably most two different people that were handling Correct. it. Correct. It went from one person, then somehow it got handed off to someone else. Now, I can tell you that the DLLC in a di- Department of Liquor uh, License Control in Arizona, it's not staffed by very many people. But I bet there's under 10 people in that office in okay. Phoenix. So the fact that, like, I could understand, you know, you deep, get you uh, if you're real deep with uh, staff, you got shit tons of people, a few hundred people. Yeah, some people do things a little bit differently. 
Mm-hmm. It's like 10 people. So whatever. It, it should be fixed within the next day or so. But damn it, we thought we had it locked in with a solid seven days to go before First Friday. What kind of, again, because I'm a detail person, without going with a long explanation, what level of detail was it that they didn't like that now they're making you do? They didn't show that we were blocking off the sidewalk when it was implied by the line drawn connecting the from the from where the patio ends and blocking the sidewalk to where there is a walkway out the front door through the patio out the 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 current the current premises so barrier it wasn't directly depicted and marked it was it was depicted and marked with a label on it and for apparently that wasn't good enough so we had to have a, a darker line was drawn oh they want a line and, and with more definition of what the what this barrier was so that's just kind of being stupid what they what they should have done is said, hey, this needs to be next time just do this, and we'll, we'll fix it up for you or something They like also that. didn't tell us that we have to do one for each uh, uh, license that we have because we have two licenses at Blackbridge. We have a Series 3 microbrew license to make, uh, make distribute, and sell on-premises and off-premises our, our beer, and then we have a Series 7 license that allows us to serve other people's uh, beer and wine. Okay. And we were not told until a week ago that we had to do – one for each. Okay, now that was another thing. That's that was a like weird the, thing. Like, in other words, you would. Th- well, first of all, now you know that I guess. Well, the, but here's the thing: the premises number. There's a premises number, and then there's your license number. We have two mm-hmm. license numbers and one premises number. Mm-hmm. We were told that it was per premises number. You have to do one per premises, one not thing, per and license number. Not per license. Now they're saying it's per license number. Number. That's what, and that's what exactly what I wrote down or not wrote down. I typed out in the email. Says this is this is the verbiage on the website. Well, that hasn't been updated. The actual statute is this. <laughs> I, okay, let's go to ARS Title Four, da da da, and just write, and then I highlighted that and sent it to them, and they're like, "There's no argument. You have to do this," mm-hmm. which basically means give us an extra hundred dollars because sure. it's a hundred dollars per license sure. for the extension of premises. Now, luckily. This one time, it's good. We can do up to ten closures. Oh, for that application. Yeah, for that, for that, for each application. That's the good news. So thank you for bringing up. At least there's a positive out of this. But here's the way I'm going to spin it. Mm -hmm. It's really twenty because because it's ten per per license. uh, Wait, wait, check this out. So instead of let's say putting the beer our Blackbridge beer trailer where we serve Blackbridge beer on tap and sell it, and putting out say in the street ten times and selling. Miller, Coors, wine, whatever, out in the street for a party. We could just do 10 times, just have literally buckets of beer. People can walk up and just get cans of beer, whatever, and that's one license, and then do another 10. So, like... That, I can see no, unless anybody rats on you, who's going to fucking know? There's no ratting. It's that's that's how it's 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 actually defined okay. on how to how to do it. Okay. You just can't serve certain things on your extension of premises. So, so but I, either but, way, but you say so it's not a hundred dollars, but that's like for let's say it, at worst ten. So it's ten bucks a fucking shot. Yeah. So that's fucking dirt cheap to me. It really is. It is. I, mean, it, I know people like to complain about the government, and I do too. It just, but it's like, but they're, they're being a pain in the ass. It, they're being a pain in the ass, and they're getting double their money. Right. And, and, and so whatever, it's done. All it's it's pretty much tied up. But uh, yeah, uh, this so weekend, you guys are having an extension of premises. Sh- yes. How far out is it going? This extension. God, again? I think thirty feet. In so it's going to be into the street. Yep. So that means also that for guys, you guys don't know this. So so downtown is going to be once again blocked off. Yep. Yep. And you guys are going to have a fencing or something like that out there. Uh, yeah. I mean, fencing is a well, okay, but 
something. It's going to be five-gallon buckets with string and posts coming out the top of the five-gallon buckets filled with water okay. and then string running between them. That's all that they okay. require for a barrier. Okay. It's really Yeah, and it works. And it's cheap and it's easy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that when I meant fencing, I meant just there's going to be it's going to be marked off. In other words, oh yeah, absolutely. Have, have yeah. Tables out. Or you, oh, you get the bands out front. That's what you're saying. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. So what, should, what what band is it on Friday? Uh, you know what sucks? I can't remember the name of them, oh, and I feel right. bad. I I'm sorry. I completely you know what forgot. What kind of music they have? Well, they're new. They're a newer band. Uh, a, a newer uh, local band. Okay. And I cannot for the life of me remember them. Uh, yeah. But while you're mentioning that, hey, if you're into music, you can hang out there outside and you want to go inside and uh, uh, check out uh, also at the cellar door. Uh, yeah, Alex Hedstrom is back uh, at the cellar door, which he played there. He actually did the same thing last uh, time he played a few months ago. He oh, played right. Friday night at the cellar door yep. and then uh, uh, inside. I don't know if he's playing inside or if he's playing outside. I assume inside, cellar door. Well, that would make sense. He could sense be playing outside I to doubt the street. It. Because that would be competing with your band that's outside. And that would not make any sense. That's, you're probably right. Although I didn't talk to the Jeremy about that. Anyway, the, the but Alex Hedstrom is not going to make any sense for both of you guys to be playing at the same time. Right. Outside across the street from each other. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, he's also playing out back of Blackbridge on Saturday night, which I'm looking forward to. Which is great. The whole, yeah, it's going to be a good. He's, he's a monster musician. Just if, incredible. If you guys, we always say this. Not always, because always sometimes it's great, sometimes it's pretty good, sometimes it's eh, whatever. But this guy is really fucking talented. As Paul would say, and it's very appropriate, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, come to First Friday, enjoy, what, some food truckery? Food truckery, right? <laughs> what a great <laughs> term. <laughs> Did you have you ever heard that before? No, Did I you, is that original I just, thought? I That's had that and just made that incredible. Up. Some food. Are Look at all this food truckery. And by the way, it kind of fits too, right? Because you've heard about some of the you know some of the drama with the food trucks going on. Oh so, God! So it kind of yeah. is a food truckery. But there's some good food trucks. Is the there's point? All, they really are. They're fantastic. all really good. And right. there's a new one in town. They just moved to have from Havasu to Kingman and came mm -hmm. in today. And uh, I lied. You mean the I, people moved from Havasu to Kingman? Yes, and their truck. And the oh, they brought the truck. Yeah, yeah. they brought the truck with them. <laughs> We're missing someone. Did you did you bring the truck? Uh, I didn't bring the truck. I, I thought, thought you, you got the truck. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's hot dogs. It's a hot dog truck. No kidding. And they do all beef franks. That's and all so sorts fucking of fun stuff. funny, right? Because how simple is that? And why don't we well, have a goddamn hot dog? We truck? do. We oh. do. He's fairly new. I haven't had any of his, sampled his wares yet. It's a mm. dog heaven, is what they're. I think is what it's called. And he does, I mean, all sorts of fixings. But there's there, there's the local dogs and things like that. Already so, local guy. Already local guy. Okay. Uh, but what I like about these folks, it's you know, older, look like a retired couple that owned restaurants for years and mm -hmm. decided Havasu was too hot for them. So uh, they came up to Kingman and came in literally. They came in yesterday kind of scoping out the downtown uh, and then met with the chamber today to get in on, in on First Friday. So they should be down there this th this first Friday. You know, here's what's fucked but up. But they showed it, showed it to us. It's a, The truck is a Cushman. You know, the little little baby Cushman things, uh, meter maids use them. The, the, oh. the, like those little tiny trike type things, but this one is a, a little bit bigger than and that. It has two wheels in the front. And you probably don't have to have a monster thing for doing you, hot dogs. You really don't. Got to be able to yeah. kill, cook the hot dogs and you but and the fixings, like you said, whatever. Yeah, and it's got a big uh, like box on the back of it, and I just thought that was notable. But uh, that should be really cool. And I I can't remember. I think it's called Frank's. I think it just is called Frank's Franks or something like that. But so, uh, anyhow, um, what's interesting is the last several First Fridays, I've never partaken in any of the um, food truckery. <laughs> the last few months, I just haven't done it. Oh, I mean, because I've been 
at Blackbridge getting drunk. I just kept drinking and the beer. And full of beer already, yeah. Have you um, recently, on First Friday, taken advantage of the food trucks? Not on a First Friday, just because I normally, for, uh, up until recently, I didn't go out on Fridays. Okay. Uh, because I always had to work on Saturday. Now that I don't have to work Saturdays, uh, last Friday was the first one I, I didn't, and I was uh, it was just kind of busy, and I had already eaten that day. Right. So, uh, the, but, folks, the first Friday food truck scene is getting pretty big right now. But I can tell you, all almost all of the food trucks that are downtown, I've eaten at at one time or another, and they are all excellent. I can't say that. Maybe I'll say it after Friday. I hope so. Just get a little bit at every food truck. And then live live music. I think you go to music downtown outside and then cellar door. It's going to be a good, once again, a good um, first Friday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't think the – excuse me for chewing. I was eating these chews here. Um, I'm, I'm going to say it's not going to be rained out. I wouldn't think it will be rained out. It, it kind of depends. It's going to be one of those things. Is it going to rain earlier enough, early enough in the day to cool things down and more people come out? Or is it going to rain right in the middle of it? Either way, I don't think you're going to see that many. I think you'll see restaurants and bars get really, really busy inside. Oh, yeah. Because I, I don't think if it, even if it rains, it's not going to be like a gully washer. It'll be raining probably, and it may come off and on hard rain. But I think people people like going on First Fridays now. They're going to, most of them will persevere. Especially after last month. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. What a madhouse. You know it's going to get rained out, Florida. Looking at it right now. Oh, is it? Yeah, hur- hurricane. yeah. I think it was supposed to get close to Tampa this morning. It's uh, well, there it is, right there. Oh, Check it out. There it is. Yeah. It's now hurricanes category two. It's gonna be a three by the time it hits. Like it saying. Uh, it's three, like it's gonna hit the Gulf Coast. Three yeah. or four a.m. Yeah, up in the crotch or up in the, you know, where the wiener tucks in right behind your balls. In between, like the wiener, the wiener and the balls that's of Florida. That's, that's, where, it's, that's where it's going. Right and I now. feel bad because I feel like Panama City Beach is definitely the balls. Well, Panama City's not gonna be getting it. No, uh, it's gonna be right in the right in the crotch, right in the Pensacola, uh, Tallahassee. Yeah, or just north of Tampa. Well, you can see there's Tampa, yep. and they're getting a lot of rain bands right now. And uh, I can't remember the Cedar something, something Cedar Cedar Hills, Cedar Bluff, Cedar. Probably not. Probably not bluffs. I don't know. Do there's they no have, bluffs. There's no bluffs. They in, don't allow in, them in there. You know, the highest point in Florida is actually just south of Alabama. It's, it's in like the four feet. It's not that high. I think it's like a couple hundred feet. I don't uh, think bluffs are allowed. Bluffs are very liberal. They're not allowed in Florida. Yeah, you can't bluff. You can't. <laughs> no, you can't no bluff. Bluffing. There ain't no there, bluffing. Okay, there, there's a bigger view, Joe. I'm sorry for having you look back. Now you're seeing. Oh, yeah, it's going yeah. right in the yeah. right in the crotch. Damn. Anyway, bummer. So they're getting rained out. They will not be having uh, a first Friday like us. Unfortunately, I feel sorry for anybody. Yeah, that has but a you know what? Hurricane parties are fun. Well, these are a little more. But see, here's the problem, and then we'll shut the fuck up about this place. <laughs> right, right in this area, and right in the in the between the ball sack and the wiener um <laughs> yeah. the um that's a very long very long shallow beach or it goes down to the yes and then they and so this is gonna just bring a fuck pile of water yes we're talking about long deep inland storm surges that are gonna be really really bad yeah so uh anyway so there's that britain hill off county road 285 in paxton florida in the panhandle is 345 feet above sea level which is actually higher than I thought it would be. It's near the Panhandle, that we said. No, it's in. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, in the Panhandle. Yeah, in it's in the Panhandle. Right. Anyway, okay. So there you go. First, that's our first Friday update. Get that's, that out of the way. Yeah, get that shit out of the way. Uh, we we were we had we had struggled with funny topics. 
uh, earlier. Well, you weren't, we nothing said, nothing we, funny's we, happening. Here's what happened is now we, we talked about so much shit like we always do, and then several topics were funny, but then we're kind of out of gas on the funny stuff. So yeah. uh, I, I have all these topics of lists. Uh, topic of lists? List of topics? List of topics, thank you. Um, that I have that are none of them currently, and these are older lists too, are funny. They're more serious topics. We we kind of swerved upon one that we uh, we think would be a good idea. Now, well, now I've already forgotten. What the fuck was the topic, Joe? Oh, you want to see helicopters? Mm. No. No, that's no, not, not that, that one. That was the more of a funny th- short th- one. But. The thermite topic? <laughs> no. Do you not remember? Well, I mean, was it one of these questions that I looked up? Yes, yes, but figure it out without going through a bunch of questions. Uh, Wisdom. Advi- what piece oh, of uh, advice what, or wisdom oh, what, do you what, wish you would have taken? What wise advice do you wish you had followed? And then I said... I wish more people... I wish we would follow mine, and I wish my... Now, I'm going to branch out into this. I wish my father would have been more like I think that I am now because he was not very... He was pretty practical on most things, but not very philosophical, and I really wanted that. And now I see what I want. Which that. is, and I think, hold on, and I think sorry. I've got right now. There's, I sling pretty good advice at probably too many people. I think people just start ignoring me because I just blather on. But there's stuff right now that I've told people that you know that if they would just were to do this right now, it would change. That combines the other thing. It would change their life forever right in a hugely positive way because that was another thing we talked about like is there something that you did for good or bad last minute to say or oh impulsively yeah impulsive and, and, decision and, that yeah. altered your life forever in some way whatever that was and it could be a bad thing it could be a an illegal act that really got you in trouble yeah or it could have been something that was impulsive in a positive way where it, it made you run into the right person at the right time that positively changed your life but then there's a whole piece of advice. So is there a piece of advice that someone that you wish you would have taken? Oh, yeah, there's tons of them. There's, there, uh, one one uh, of my career – here's the thing for my father. He did kind of talk about it, but he didn't – I'm going to blame him for it. didn't really do it hard enough or right enough, and that was about flying for a, 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 a living. Oh, that's right. And yeah. I, and I yeah. fought him more on it. And he, but he never said, you will still be able to do all of what we want to do because here's what my career is. This is, how, this is how much I work. This is how much I make. And you see what I do for a hobby. You can do all this shit. And you'll, you'll have this world of travel and time off and meeting people from all over the world in different walks of life. I'm telling you, that's the, one of the best fucking skill sets and, and, and career paths you can take is still in the airline industry. Right now, it pays so well. So I wish my father had been a little more firm with that. I don't regret it, really, because I've turned my life into what I'm doing now, and I, I do like it, love it, whatever. Um, but I'm giving that. Uh, people are asking me and talking about it. I'm trying to talk people into it. If they're young enough and they have the ability, like they have decent hand-eye coordination and at least above average intelligence on some level, now's the thing that's the time to do that is now there's, there's, there's never there's, ever been a better time they're scooping people up man there's such oh, yeah. a huge shortage and it's a <clears throat> more money than people have any idea what the senior captains are making right now you don't start out making that much money it takes a while to get there but goddamn they're making a lot of money but the fringe benefits are incredible like one of the most expensive things to do on earth in your leisure time is travel and mm-hmm. the the cost is not i mean yeah if you want to stay in a five star hotel wherever you go on earth yeah that's going to be expensive but man like 
you can live for very cheap in, say, Thailand for a month. Mm -hmm. Very cheap, under $10 a day. And you will not live like a king, but you'll be on par with, with how you'll, your housing, your your you know, uh, free time, leisure, you know, leisure activities, recreation, things like that, uh, for 10 bucks a day in Thailand. But do you know how much it costs to get to fucking Thailand? You're talking 2,000 bucks minimum. Right. And that's on a very uncomfortable, that's an uncomfortable two or three hop flight. So, A, you're making enough money to do it, or B, you're going to get a serious uh, professional discount Correct. for the airlines, and yeah. depending on the airline you're flying. Same thing goes with Europe. Yeah. Right. Right. So it, it's 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 uh, and other parts of the travel industry where you're going to get where you get breaks, um, but you get get a good amount of time off every year. You don't you don't have to work excessive amounts. This is on the pilot end. I would not want to be a flight attendant. Not right now. <laughs> you know, with all the bunch of assholes that are that are passengers. I just wouldn't want to do it. I, I wish I would have known or excuse me. I wish I would have followed some advice I got when I was about 20. Ah, 23, 24 years old, somewhere around there. And right, it was, so we're on, it we're was on the topic advice of now. Yeah. Or is it? Okay. And I, I, he said, it doesn't, I don't think you understand the way the world is going. And he was very prescient in this. The way the world is going, it doesn't matter what kind of degree you have. Get a degree. Because mm -hmm. it'll prove to people that you can do something and focus on one thing for four years. Mm -hmm. And I really wish I would have done that early on. I really wish I would have done that. I, I, we've said this before as well. I, and you, you've talked about going back and getting it. And I do. I am taking two classes currently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't get the old man scholarship uh, that I really wanted right. to allow me to take like four classes because mm -hmm. I have the time to do it if I really want to. Mm -hmm. But it, it just wasn't it's just not in the cards. And I uh, financial aid was was there, but it was it was all loans. And I'm not I'm not gonna, if my kid can go through five years of school and come out with a bachelor's degree in nursing with no. Uh, having no debt, I'm sure I can pull it off too. And it just take a little do bit we, longer. Do we talk about the reason that I went back and got my degree when I was still kind of semi-young? I don't Because I started out I don't going for, to Auburn for two years, then went to Germany and worked on these toy airplanes and that kind of stuff, and didn't do that well at Auburn. Um, and I came back and I said, fuck it, I'm not going to work. I, you know, I, I'm going to start my own business, which I did do, and I was... I was making enough money to survive, and I knew that I could do it. I knew I, I had customer base that was slowly growing, and I knew that I had the skills and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure I brought this up before, but the movie Top Gun. And what you might ask, why did Top – they don't talk about college in Top Gun, but here's the deal. Because I, I, I saw it, and I went, I really want to do that. I want to get – my father, again, was in the military. He yes. did a terrible job convincing me of going that path, and I – one reason I fought him was because I was younger and, and you're trying to find yourself, let's say, figure out who you are aside from your parents. And I, in my mind, I did not want to be a clone of my father. Just didn't want to do it. I thought I would be him and I didn't want to, I wanted to be more independent. So if I did that, that meant I was being more like him. But he never, ever took me aside and said, no, you're not me. I can tell you're not me. You're probably smarter than me, which I was, you know, and, and you can, you're not going to be, believe me, there is no danger of you being me because I do what I do and you do what you do and you love and you can still do have all this time. So we never did that. But what, so I saw it and I went, I want to, I want to fly, I want to fly for the military, which I could have done earlier, but I, I wasn't, but that, that really got me fired up. It's a silly thing, but th that was, as it was pointed out to me later, Top Gun was the best recruiting fucking piece of brochuremanship that the military ever 100%. got percent yeah you know, and so they had a rise in, in people that went to that anyway so I went to my father and I said I want to do that and he goes 
If you want to be an officer, you, you can go in the Army and get without having a college degree and, and be fly helicopters. You may get fixed wing eventually. But if you want to be in the Air Force or Navy, you need a college degree. That's it, to be an officer and fly. And the, that's what all those guys are officers. They're all college graduates, every single one. I went, what do I have to be in there? And he goes, doesn't really matter. And he goes, sure, it'd be nice if you were aerospace engineering and you had some aviation experience and you went, you know, you, you know, that would be in your top physical condition. So they'll pick, you know, they'll pick from the top of the top. They'll, you know, if you're, you scored really high, high in your ASVABs, you have good SATs, you went to a decent, you know, th- they'll pick from the highest part first if they can. And then they'll go down the line. But he said, you have to have a college degree and you have to give at least average or above average average school which he was correct and that's what I that's what made me go back and get my degree it wasn't because I wanted but I'm glad that I did do I use my degree now not really a little bit because I eventually got out of that and went into as you know international finance yeah because I just did I had other friends that were doing that and I went to a local college which is now a pretty good sized university um, in Georgia but um, I watch the business stuff more now just to keep my brain kind of involved into it. and I kind of know most of the terms of what's going on and how to move money around and that kind of stuff but it was but it wouldn't have mattered that so I don't use people always because that's another excuse people say how often you use your degree man that that means that was a waste of money and time if you say that you you don't you don't get it yeah you're 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 off the mark there, and I like, used to be one of those people yeah uh, and, and, and but I, it's completely and I, wrong I see why because it's an easy way to defend what you did or right yeah look down on whatever and there's a bunch of stupid fucking college graduates that doesn't mean a goddamn thing that doesn't mean that's what it, you're required to be. There's also a bunch of geniuses that never went to high school. That's not the norm. Right. You know, it's just not. It's just, you know, there is an average or a, a norm kind of thing, and it's not why. But I went there to get my degree, so I, I could do that. And I ended up uh, applying and trying to get into some Air National Guardians and that kind of stuff. That's a whole different story. But I, didn't, I did not make that. For Had I started like a year earlier, I guarantee I would have been in. I never would have met you, Joe. So that's that, true. That would have been great. <laughs> um, but if you can, but but so what's what that is now? But that was kind of to do that for a living, and then be an airline pilot. Because back then, if you work for the big, I'm gonna, I'm dragging this on and on and on. If you wanted to work for the big airlines, all of those pilots, almost that exception, were former military pilots. So that was the path that you would go. Then you right. could then you could still fly. A lot of guys didn't want to get out of the military totally, so they said, "Fuck it, I'll get out of the air force." But I'll I'll fly for a guard unit because they still wanted to fly F-15s or something on the side for a fucking free, you know, and, and get paid a little bit to do it and fly for the airline. That's a pretty goddamn good life. That sounds like you fly fun. shit hot fucking jets. Uh, guardians, what? Air National Guard. Oh, Air National Guard. Okay. Or, 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 or a yeah, reserve gotcha. unit, reserve okay. Air National. Yeah. Same kind of similar thing. Um, so, um. Uh, what was I saying with that? Uh, uh, oh, back to, to so that would have been the path you would have been on to be former military. Okay, fine. So, and that's years ago. Can't do that now. I'm way I'm retirement age now. We're getting close. Mandatory airlines is sixty five. I'm sixty. So it used to be mandatory retiring age when you were sixty, which is I can't even fathom right now being forced to retire at at this age. I I I, I can't imagine it. But they did, you know, and um and now they bumped it up because of the airline shortage of pilots that's one right. reason why they bumped that up and some people didn't want to quit flying a lot of people said i'm fucking out of here i have enough money i i want to start my retirement life and have fun yeah and but some people are like i wish i could still work and they couldn't they're you're gone you're out um but you had to to get on with the majors you would have to go through the military that's not the case anymore there's fewer military pilots now 
and there's and there's uh, uh, because of that, um, there are getting fewer airline pilots now. And all the shitload of people that were my father's age or a little bit younger, that's a pile of people that are all retiring or dying. I mean, they're going away. And that's why there's this huge void right now. And you do not have to have former military, college degree, nothing. You can have a high school diploma right now and score well on your tests to get in. And there are airline companies now, which they never had, are now buying their own aircraft by the dozens and training people to fly. But you have to fly with them for a number of years or you have to sign contracts. Which sounds like uh, any time there's any sort of a, a shortage of certain uh, sector of like of professionals mm-hmm. uh, and, and honestly another thing I really my dad suggested that I did it and I should have gone through this program mm-hmm. Mojave Community College partnered with the local hospital you know KRMC they they partnered with them I mean I was just getting out of high school mm-hmm. and uh, I want to say it was about 2000 or so and uh, they had a partnership where if you sign on to work for KRMC for four years they would put you through nursing school free did it, nothing. You didn't. I mean, you didn't have to pay for books. You didn't have to pay yeah. for tuition. Nothing. And I that and that went away by the mid two thousands, I believe. And I kind of wish I would have done that too. Right, so I have a question. This but is a uh, I don't. I still don't have any regrets because my life would be very different. And uh, I. But, but well, it could be worse, or it could be. But you don't know if it'd be worse or better. Could, yeah, I don't you know if no it'd be idea. better or worse. Uh, yeah, you, um, you don't know. But what? What were like? I can, I can. I've told you right now why I didn't go down that path. I was battling with my father, and I didn't want to be him. And I feel bad for that because I love my father. We had problems and all kind of stuff. But had I again, so I blame him a little bit because I think you're more mature, Dad. You're the mature one of me being fourteen, fifteen, about ready to make these decisions and what direction I wanted to go. So I blame him a little bit more than me. Yeah, that's the reason. It wasn't because. You know, I was and I was partying in high school, but that that was not my motivation. My motivation was to work on composite things, and that I was I was already doing that. You know, that was my main motivation and dating, but I wasn't really partying heavily and that kind of stuff. So, these things that you wish you would have done, can you dial back and are you comfortable with saying this is why I didn't do it? You oh know, yeah, you know, you're fighting with someone. Were you doing? You know, like if you don't want. If you don't want to bring things up, that's fine. Uh, the, but we're trying to help the people out there. The college thing and and nursing school, they're one and the same. But they were just two different times in my life. Uh, it was one was several years later. Uh, I I was fairly certain, and it turns out I was pretty correct. I could not be a decent father and, in, and even an okay provider and go to school at the same time. I just don't have the bandwidth. Okay, so let's wind that back. And if I you, knew if I, you hadn't become a father, that would have changed everything, uh, obviously too. It. Um. Yeah, yeah. Right. I. I well, not, this is not I, a bash against your family. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. No. 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 That just, happened it, in yeah. your life. No. And I'm sure the kid knows this because we've talked yeah. about it a little bit here and there. Right. Uh, here and there. She's asked me about things, and I've, I, you know, told her. But uh, yeah, if I hadn't uh, had a kid at 19 and would have gone to, and done what I in, initially intended to do was take a year off of school because I went through some pretty hellacious changes in 13 years of of uh, public school. It's not like I went K through 12 in one district. I, I went to a whole lot of different schools, moved all, bounced back and forth across the country. And uh, when you say you would have taken a year off, is that, I like, wanted to is, take that a, is that looking back in eyes or is that was when you were that age, you wanted to take a year when off? I gra- when I, uh, about January of my senior year, getting ready to graduate in about four or five months, mm-hmm. I decided that I was not going to accept uh, any, you know, uh, any of the universities that I applied to and that it got accepted to. I was not going to so uh, you, you, attend. So you had applied. Let's get a little back. You had applied to universities yes. and you got accepted to several different colleges or universities. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 
and, and decided okay. I didn't want to go in the fall. I wanted to I wanted to take a, take take a like time off, like a year off. Okay. My dad told me it was a bad idea. I said, "Fuck you! I know what I want with my life," which okay. was a, which was dumb. No, that's fun. That part was a dumb thought. But what was in your mind? What you wanted to do? In my mind was I just wanted to not focus on making new friends, make, moving again, and doing the, like, okay, changing, so it, upending my life. So it wasn't like, I'm going to go to Europe and live in the Mediterranean and live off the fucking no, it was, olives it was, or something. I was going to get a job here in town, and which I obviously ended up doing, and got a job, you know, get a job, make a little bit of money, and and uh, and then really decide. I also didn't know what direction I wanted to go, mm-hmm. which is why, like, as I've told you before about this one friend of Porsche's who ended up. Funny thing is, like, she's the same age as my kid, so she and I, this girl and I, and actually, be- or young woman, became really close friends because mm-hmm. uh, she's an only child, and I'm like, a, I'm like a much older brother. So, because um, I'm not quite twenty years older than her, so. Um, she had this really brilliant thing that she said. I asked her, I said, hey, so what are you going to do? Are you, you going to go to college? I'm like, this is when she graduated high school. What are you going to go to? You going to go to a university? You're going to do community college? She goes, I'm not going to go and waste my time and my dad's money by going to university when I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm, I've already signed up, pre-registered for some classes in the fall, the local community college, just basic gen ed stuff, and I will figure it out from there. Turns out she's really good at banking. Mm-hmm. And like really good at financial planning and things like that. So they just kind of trained her how to do that at like 20 years old and now she's 23 well, and the, like knows how to do this the, shit and, the, and and it's interesting because she had the same idea that I had when I was around the same age but she executed it properly right so this is an interesting thing you've kind of uh brought up but not precisely so I'll bring it into the thing that I want to say with that it has to do with you're not sure what you want to do like you didn't you weren't sure what you want to do so you want to just you want to take a break and pull back Correct. a little bit I understand what your dad was saying where, hey, man, because in his mind, because I would think this, too, as a, I'm not a father, haven't been, whatever, but I would say, oh, God, my son's going to relax and he's never going to get back into it. He's going to he's gonna just not, he's going to have too much fun. He's not going to get serious again with his life, maybe, like in a concerning fashion. I, and he would say that. That's probably what he was thinking. Was He guarantee was thinking that. I wish he would have said that and been more forceful That's with the it. problem with it, and, that, and that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying, too. So that's what I would think that my... Father was, but what he did say was, and I didn't, but I just didn't do well at Auburn the first couple of years. And this is an important thing. People will use that as an excuse. I'm not sure what I want to do. And you can take a break. I think it's okay if you really know that you're going to take a break and do something after that break. Something like if you want to get a higher education, that's a start. If you don't really know what you want to do, who gives a fuck? Because um, that's like my father said. Got to have a college degree if you want to go. You want to be an officer in the military. That's it. There is there is no exception. Right. You know. So what does it have to be in? Doesn't matter. It shows that you can go through and stick it out and get reasonably decent grades at least. Sure, they prefer better grades always, but you can do that, and that's what it shows. So if you're going to go away to, or if you're a piece of advice that I would give that I probably didn't take a hundred percent, but did okay with, would be. Pick a direction. You don't have to love it or like it, but if, it's, if you don't know what you want to do, and we know people like this right now and that we know, um, that's bad. No, I'm sorry. It's bad because you got to 
when I say pick a direction, it doesn't mean pick a career path and stick with it. It means do something. Do something. Do yeah. something resembling yeah. anything to further to get you going. Correct. And then once you're in this thing, it doesn't matter. You can be in general studies. It doesn't fucking matter. I, I guarantee you. You have now started. You are started the path, and you can see what your friends are doing, or you've heard about this. Or you know, I want to go down this path now. But you're going in a direction, and then once you're there, like some places just want a degree again, officer in the military, that kind of stuff. And you can that that's now an option. That's what my father would always say too. This is the, this is a thing of advice where this is why I did ultimately want to finish college as well. He said it gives you options. It doesn't necessarily it won't necessarily open doors, but it won't close them. That's the, if you don't do certain things, those doors are closed. That's been decided for you. Right. Don't you can't even go through those doors. So there's certain things that you should just do to do it and get. And you can change your mind later. There are people now that are that are famous engineers or whatever they are that started out with philosophy degrees or something. I mean, they're, they 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 exist all over the place. Or they were mathematicians. They're now in religion religious studies in Israel or some people do this all the time, and that's not impressed upon to enough people, in my opinion. Like, it's okay, you know. But if you want to, and you can, you don't have to. It doesn't mean you have to get a college degree or higher education, but. If you don't know what you want to do, might as well go that way, you know, or you, to to get that be, because you can have that now. You have it. You can walk in and say that you've got your degree, but it may be a path that you wanted to do. You don't have it, then you can't. Right. So if you're lost, shall we say, pick a direction and do something that's going to make you have something in the future, or where you have options. And the way I look at it now is that um, I should have just gone somewhere out mm-hmm. of town mm-hmm. to a university right and just been in academia and had my mind blown by something because i guarantee you that's what would have happened right but i didn't have anybody in my life to tell me that i didn't really know that that was a thing i but the, but looking back like the signs were there i was just too much of a dumbass to you know a kid to recognize it all the cool places i always like going back to childhood the neat places that i've talked about on this podcast and off that i always felt like man this is a really cool place this is a cool environment always 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 were had to do with some sort of college town Mm -hmm. yellow springs ohio little tiny liberal arts college enrollment maximum i think was eight thousand people at one point on antioch college um, oh, right down our current lines, Flagstaff is one. It's a kind of a Flag, cool university town. Flagstaff, hell, I'll even throw Tempe out there, and I don't really care about ASU, mm-hmm. but that would have also opened up some doors. Or not opened up doors, but doors in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, U of A, I, I applied to all the Arizona schools and, and was accepted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a, a, a couple others, you know, that uh, I... The the big one, the big one that I always and I've, I I shit you not, I I don't hold on to a lot of old stuff because it's just dumb to carry around that literal baggage. Mm-hmm. But I do have my acceptance letter from uh, UC Berkeley. Wow! And I really, really like that. That's one that's like fuck. Like I've never even visited the campus. But I've had the opportunity to visit the campus because I was in San Francisco for work, or I was in Sacramento for work for about mm-hmm. two months years ago when I worked for Frontier, and. Uh, I had one weekend we had we had an issue where they had to change out the entire fire sprinkler system in this call center, so we couldn't work for an entire like two days. So like Thursday, Friday, so I had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I chose to go into San Francisco instead of going to the East Bay and gone going over to Berkeley. And I, I really and I I, mo- I knew why I didn't go there 
because mm-hmm. I didn't want to walk around and see what I sh- what I should have done. Right. And that that's it's not a regret. I have very few regrets because I, I did learn that is one bit of advice I took from my grandfather from many years ago was that r- regrets get heavier the older that you get. Right. So don't carry around with you. I have a couple little minor regrets that I've told you about that are mm-hmm. deeply personal and I don't really carry around that. But it's more like it's it's almost like looking at a life you could have had. Right. Or like or maybe I would have had my mind blown and gotten into like weird who knows what weird weird shit like psychopharmacology like sure. how how uh uh eth- excuse me ethnobotano psychopharmacology if you really want to get deep into it mm-hmm. and how natural substances in the natural world affect the brain and how it can improve our lives mm-hmm. you know things like that things that people are just now really it was fringe shit 20 years ago right it was completely bonkers crazy shit back in the 60s and 70s all right so now but now people are like oh hey look psychedelic therapy is just a it's just a thing on a more practical level and i'll i will just say this because i was fortunate enough to be you know my my parents made decent money and i was i remember i was worried about that i remember being around other friends of mine that that you know i had friends that were much more wealthy than my family and not as as much money but i remember talking about as we're juniors in high school like oh what school are you gonna go to what's gonna go you know and people say oh, i want to go there but it's really expensive i i, I got accepted but i can't afford it and it didn't have a scholarship or something like that and 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 uh, so they we would have these conversations and i remember i guess the following year i got accepted in a, in a few places and i had this conversation with my stepmother and father i went we have never talked about this how am i gonna i i'm, I'm not paying i don't really have money for this you know, and this is going to be this much. And how, how are you guys going to afford this? Do you have a, whatever in my, he never really said anything. My father never really told me anything because it's not, it's not going to be a, a problem. It's just not, you know, I just, you don't, don't worry about the, it's not terribly, and back then it wasn't terribly expensive. You know, it was an out of state university, but I did have friends that, that it was going to be a, a problem for them to go or to go every quarter or every semester. You know, they had to take off or work and that kind of stuff. And I went, do, do I need to get a job when I get there? And they went, no, just it, it's okay. So, w- how did you have this figured out? How you were going to pay to go to Berkeley if you were going to go? It was it was going to be a mixture of uh, poor people scholarships and okay. uh, and and loans. And were those yeah. that was doable back then, yeah. or you could have? Yeah. And and how come you didn't go? I knocked up my girlfriend. Okay, no, I, no, I that, decided to take a year off and became a father. How old are you? Follow- how old are you when when? When Porsche was born, nineteen. Okay, it was the following summer. Okay, well, you, yeah. how old are you when you graduated? Graduated high school. Yes. Uh, eighteen. Okay, so. And I decided to take a year off. Oh, so you yeah. did take a year off? Yeah, I did take a year off, and that's what got you in trouble. <laughs> it kind of got me in trouble. I mean, yeah. but I mean, uh, also like I would I, if I had to go back and change it all over again, I wouldn't give up ha- being a father. Sure. No, that's that's I, not what the conversation. Just is. because I went to yeah, I don't want the, my poor child to of listen to this not. and go, God damn, he regrets it. I no, don't regret being but th- a father. Th- these, are, these are important topics. Though. Here, and here's the thing: I don't think even if I would have been uh, smart enough to know you shouldn't be here for much longer. Mm-hmm. This is a stepping stone town. It's time to get out. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I, I probably would have done well in academia but i was so fucking, i would say yes i was so thank you i was so self-destructive until i was like damn near 30 years old mm-hmm. that it was literally all i could do to keep from doing something where i was going to end up in prison or dead until i was about 20 
five or so, twenty. But you were also very responsible during that time period because yep. you were taking care of Portia. But exactly, you said you're also self-destructive. But let's say, let's go before. Let's go back before that. She before she was born, how self self uh, self sabotaging and self destructive I was. So even if I had gone to school. There's lots of people that were brilliant that went to college and got a master's, hell, even doctorates that end up being a fucking complete and total whack jobs. They never learn how to do normal everyday things when they get out in the world out of uh, academia, which I've, I've one of my one of my brothers and several other of my friends have told me that is a dream world. That is a completely isolated, insulated world. Yeah, but and so they those get are out, called so professors, and they stay there, and they get paid to stay there. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, no, that's I what know. they do. But then there's, you get a job and get out. And you, you get, get a, a job, job and get out, and then you're you're like, oh shit. And let's say you're you're 25 and you got your master's degree, right? You got your master's and whatever. On what, depends on what it's in. Of course it is. But I'm just what I'm getting at is my personality type. Mm-hmm. I think I needed to have a child and be forced to figure out how to become responsible because I had to be responsible for somebody else other than myself. Mm-hmm. And so I I credit her with the fact that I'm even alive to this day. It, it might be the case. So, solely, 100%. Right. right. Um, and because it gives you a, 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 like, oh, shit. It's like a, there's, the, mo, and, I, and I say this with all due respect, with no sexism, there is a difference there in between mothers and fathers. The mother who carries a child within them and they feel that 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 being grow and give birth. I can't even begin to imagine how that changes you. Mm-hmm. I can I can I like uh, I can understand like one percent of that. Right. For fathers, I've noticed that they're in, in just in my experience of being a father for 23 years. Mm-hmm. You can go fathers go one of two directions. It makes them worse or it makes them better as humans and as men, period. It's a very, very much of a binary. It's a, either a one or a zero, and yeah, and, you, know, and you, you can in your mind you can just list or think of all the th- you can think of these. You situations. can, and sometimes yeah. it's a combination of two, and sometimes it's one then the other. And I would say yeah. that it, for me it was one then the other, mm-hmm. and I, uh, uh, I am glad and I'm blessed to have such an incredible kid. Uh, but if I, you know, if I really had to go back and do it all over again, I definitely would have moved up to Northern California. I definitely would have at least gotten a bachelor's degree in something. But I also know that even if I would have gone to, say, University of Arizona, like a, a, a state school, I, I, my mind would have been opened up to this whole world of possibilities that I'm not going to experience in a small town. Well, the other thing, too, you said that it could have, she could have, having her could have saved your life, which she very well could have. Also, on the other hand, I mean, who knows? This is just hell. University could have saved my life. It too. could have because he went and said. It also could have. Well, I, I'm getting stimulated by a bunch of fucking big smart fuckers. I'm not the smartest guy in the room anymore. But these guys are also really cool. But they're studying this and looking at that. And wow, that's an interesting thing. So in other words, rather than being self-destructive, yeah, you could have said, "I'm going to channel this energy into this." But you don't know. I, like I don't know what if if I got into the military. That was around the time of right after around 9-11 shit and all that crap going on and people were fighting the Middle East a lot could have been killed I don't know yeah well, you you don't know but that's not what the conversation really is about anyway right we have no idea it was about advice or things not regrets but things you would have wish you would have advice taken advice I would have taken I wish right. I would have taken now I, I do know that dialing back uh even further is something that I've had uh, that I struggled with uh was just acceptance Mm-hmm. Because and that comes from just being the new kid, quite often growing up, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't. It, I wasn't until I was literally like thirty years old, twenty nine, thirty years old, before I really surrounded myself with the right kind of people, because I surrounded myself with whoever I could. Mm-hmm. 
and, up to that point. Yeah, and yeah. and and that's one that's one of the major major issues in my life, mm-hmm. and that even goes further back to advice uh, that I I wish I would have taken from my grandfather. Mm-hmm. My grandfather is such a wealth wealth of information. I only knew him for twenty one years. You'd think that I've known and, him for two hundred years. That almost sounds like what you were heading with that with your grandfather. It was like in the movie uh, uh, Rocky when he's uh, at night and he there's that girl that he knows in the neighborhood that he kind of kind of grabs her out uh-huh. of, away from the group and goes, hey, you don't want to be hanging around? You want to hang out with whores? You're going to be a whore. You want to hang out with those guys? You're going to be those guys. You want to hang out with those? Yeah. You're going to be those. And it had to, he was trying to tell her, hang out with a different group of people. You know, yeah. it, it was, he was trying to give her some direction. And maybe that's what your grandfather was. I think your grandfather kind of, was essentially didn't. Uh, he, it, it, he went he went that direction. Yeah. But what it really was, I was probably 13 yeah, about thirteen, like one year into living in a, in the living in quote unquote the city, uh, from moving in from a country school where everybody it, the country school I moved to, everybody had known each other multi generationally, mm-hmm. uh, because it was such a small community. Uh, I mean, you had farmers that were sixth and seventh generation that had been farming that land since the late seventeen hundreds. Right. You know, so the um. That was a very and the graduating class was like fifty kids, mm-hmm. you know. So moved from there into town, uh, and those kids had known each other since kindergarten. And I moved there in sixth grade, and I had no friends. My best friend in the whole world was the fucking librarian, which now is not so sad. And it fucking twelve years old that that is you're you're, right. you're you are not cool. No, it's you're below cool. You're you're they're getting beat up more than the fucking Dungeons and Dragons kids, which right. is pretty tough to do. Oh yeah. And um, it led me down a stupid path. And then mm-hmm. my grandfather pulled me aside and he said, Joey, I don't understand what's going on with you. Because I had gotten in trouble, minor trouble with a lot, like a little bit of vandalism, dumb shit like that. And my grandfather it would drive out from, uh, uh, or my grandma and grandpa would fly out every so often. But my grandfather had this conversion van that had a bed in it. And he liked to drive. He liked to drive the southern route, I-10 to... Uh, somewhere in Alabama and then cut north, you know, so to avoid all the snow. And he would come back to Ohio and visit three or four times a year. And he would always pull me aside and we would go and, you know, do things together. And he would just, we're out walking through the woods. And he said, Joey, I don't understand what you're doing. These friends that you've got, these are not good people. And you're going to turn out like what, those what, people. Was he right? He was 100% right. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure every single one of those guys that I was hanging out with have gone either gone or either in prison now or have gone to prison. Right. And never amounted to jack shit. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and I said, and I just, I started crying. I said, Grandpa, I don't have any, I don't, I, if I don't have them, I have no friends. He goes, it's better to have no friends than shitty friends. Which is hard for a young person. To God leave. damn it! And I and that it should have been a mantra of mine, but I let it go. But I remember that conversation. I know exactly where I could take you to where we were walking. I imagine where he said that. That because, was one of those moments that well, it didn't. It didn't. Well, sink it in. didn't sink in at all. But it was a moment that was said. It, it did sink in. It just took another twenty years for it to sink in. Right. Or ish, fifteen years for it to sink in. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was my that was my major problem. That's why I didn't. I was also scared to leave and go and make. Oh, cool! I've only lived in this town for a year and a half, and I'm gonna go in and I've made some friends. Now I'm gonna move and have to make more friends. I can't do this anymore, and I'm tired of being alone all the time. Welcome and to I, the military. It, that's that's what I did. It, and and that's <laughs> why I feel like military kids, while that there is some damage and trauma that happens from having to move all the time if you do it enough you 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 just learn 
to do that. Yeah, and those people are usually way more well adjusted to change. They than are, the but person. it's something that you would have not you, but meaning a child hates though. Oh yeah, because I I never. There's no friends I made during those years. None. I, I kind of remember. I don't even remember names or faces. I don't remember any of this shit, you know. But but when that moving stopped, then I kind of made some friends at that point. Anyway, so that's yeah. I I think it does make you more well rounded. But is that the most healthy? I don't know. Well, it makes you more well rounded in one area and you suffer in the other because yeah. you probably will struggle for years, if not the rest of your life, in and making strong relationships Mm -hmm. i I just what i've seen and what i've witnessed with friends of mine and that grew up as as, uh military kids and and you know people that i've made friends with as adults and you can tell that they kind of there it it reminds me of the uh i can't remember the term that they that they they, and it's and it's universal on islands but in hawaii people tend to be a little standoff they're very nice they're they're you know whatever but like the locals the people have been there for decades or their entire life they're real standoffish on new people because they don't want to get attached to somebody because usually people leave. In your mind, five. you're like, oh, we're going to be leaving or something. But if you right? get introduced to somebody, oh, yeah, this is so-and-so, and uh, they, how long you been, how you, long you been living in the islands? Oh, about like nine years. And like, oh, instantly, if mm-hmm. you click as friends, you're going to be great friends. Mm-hmm. It, the, for if it's under five years, pretty much, you know, give or take, sure. people are real standoffish about it. And I've known Because you haven't of, really made it yet. Right, and that's what... Yeah. The the but then like the opposite of that is true, where people that are that come from military families where they moved every couple years or sometimes every year, mm-hmm. their entire childhood and teen years, that and they didn't go in the military themselves. They chose to go into academia or trade school or something like that. They have trouble uh, trusting people, not because of a lack of trust, but because they don't know that that person's going to be, or they might not be around much longer, right. or that person might go out, leave out of their life well, because quickly. it's programmed into their head whether they like it. Or, you don't even think yeah. about it; it's just there. Like, eh, won't know this person. Very but you're long. more adaptable to change. Yeah, uh, which is another thing that's been a uh, something that I've been really not. I don't meditate on that much of a regular basis, but. Uh, is a mantra that I've been kind of practicing and really just kind of delving deep into is, uh, is becoming comfortable with adaptability and impermanence. And that's something I've had, I've struggled with literally my entire life for as Mm -hmm. long as I can remember. And, uh, but yeah, that, um, my grandfather telling me that you, I, you, uh, it's better to have no friends than bad friends right is something that i i really should have paid more attention to and then eventually did just growing up you know just becoming an adult and i and i really started to realize oh yeah i don't need a shitload of friends i need some like three really good friends and and that's that that unfortunately took me way longer than i feel like most people maybe we ever friends with like let's say smart geeky people in junior high school or high school uh yeah, but <laughs> I'm trying to why that didn't now stick. We're, now we're really picking at an old scab. Uh, so I've always loved to read, uh-huh. and I've always been quite a bit more advanced than my peers when it came to reading, and that was mostly came to with my mother and father, my stepfather, just basically throwing books at me until I felt challenged and go, that's his level. 
even if it was reading like like the the original Victorian English version of Great Expectations at oh like at thirteen. Yeah. Like and I still love Dickens to this day and I prefer to read it like that. I'm because I love Dick what? I love Dick. Okay. I love Ends. Dickens. Dick, Dick Insider. Inside Dickens. me. Dick Insider. go ahead. All right. So uh so I had these uh, friends that uh, there was. This is right around the time Jurassic Park came out, which was ninety three. I was twelve years old, mm-hmm. and these guys, these guys were power nerds, and I barely felt like I fit in at their table. Um, one of them was Japanese, and it taught. This is very early on, and this is like one of those weird hipster things. I, uh, I, 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 I hold hold your thought. Can you keep your thought? You know where you were? Yeah. Okay. Just don't lose it because I want to say something real quick. Okay. Uh. The uh, cat, uh, Idalia, the hurricane, by the way, people will know this by tomorrow morning anyway when the after the podcast drops. But yeah. so now when it hits, it's going to be a Category 4. Oh, shit. Now, it's been, they said for several number of days, yeah, it's going to be a 1, might make a 1, maybe a 2, maybe. Then said, yeah, it's going to be a 2 for sure. Then four hours ago, it said it's going to be a 3 when it hits. Another. They, they just said right before it hits the coast, it's going to be a 4, and they're saying it's a once-in-a-lifetime non-survivable event in oh, some areas. Shit. You, you look at the, what's going on here now, but they're, it's going to be, they're forecasting it now just before it hits. And it, it was not forecast to be, it's only a, currently a two, but it's got, what, a number more hours until like four in the morning or something yeah. like that it hits. And a couple hundred miles to go. Yeah. Um, to gain steam. Okay, there's the big uh, look of the uh, map there. Um, but it's going to go right, again, right in the crotch of the, uh, well, not the crotch, in the taint. That's not really the taint. That's in front of the taint. I don't know what that area between the <laughs> testicles and the penis is called. It's, not, it's that area. I know. Right I don't want to hurt. See, now they're calling it a four. See that? Right there. Bam. Oh, that, they just started posting that. So now they're pleading yeah. with everybody to get the fuck out because there were people that were just a couple hours. I was watching before you came here. I was like, yeah, we're going to stay here. We're going to hunker down and stay in this area. And people going, you need to evacuate. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, go go ahead. Okay, so the academia smart thing. There was a group of nerdy kids that yes. were uh, they they and these guys were and I know uh, I still am not in contact with, but like I know kind of what they do. Like two of the four or five guys of this group, I kind of not keep tabs on, but we were in marching band later on, became friends. Okay, so I kind of see them every five or seven years, but uh, they I kind of gotten in good with them what i was going to say my little hipster moment is is i can honestly say that uh, one of the kids was japanese because we've talked about that a big japanese population in my own town because of uh, the uh, panasonic plant and all the management was brought over from uh, japan mm-hmm. and honda yes so um he was japanese and he brought this card game where you had these little monsters that evolved and it ended up that that was the pokemon card game Oh, an analog po- card game. Sure. Which was about 92, 93. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 93. And anyway, so um, I was able to sit at their table. I think this was in eighth grade, seventh, seventh grade. And uh, so the lunch table, we're all familiar with the, the tome of the fucking lunch table in school and how fucking horrible it is. And I had only been in that school district for like a year at this point. So I didn't really know a lot of people. And uh I asked if I could sit down. They're like, well, what books do you read? That's what they asked me. So I was like, well, I, I really like the classics, but my mom's a huge Stephen King fan, so I can read, I've read almost all of his books. Mm-hmm. And they're like, have you read anything that was science-based, like Michael Crichton, and the, like just real snobby about it? I said, mm-hmm. no. No, I haven't. Uh, but I've seen Jurassic Park, and I know that the novel's probably way more in-depth. And I... 
I was able to hang out with them. One of the kids there at the end of that, I remember that day, at the end of that, uh, uh, he was in one of my classes at the end of the day, that school day. He said, here you go, man. You can borrow my book. Just bring it back when you're done. You know, just whenever. It, it took me a few months to read this book, and I read Jurassic Park over the next, like, five days. Because I just, what, I just got deep into it. I'm like, this is really cool. This is, like, kind of plausible science and the way right. it's explained. This makes sense. So the following Monday, I go up to their table. I bring him the book back, and I was like, that was incredible. Uh, can I borrow it? Like, did they have this in the library here? that I, Or could you just, like, check it out from the city library? And those these guys grilled me about this book that they'd been obsessing over because these guys were all about and um, about to, that about Jurassic Park. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just specifically that. I know this sounds really weird and out there and super nerdy, but these are the people I was hanging out with. No, it doesn't sound. But I've been around people like that in high school. Well, yeah, and this was you in know. junior high. Even this yeah. was in, this was seventh grade, seventh right. or eighth grade, and um, they didn't believe me. And then I just started talking to them about stuff in the book. And then I brought up some things. They're like, that's not in the book. I'm like, no, it wasn't in the movie. It was in the book. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about this. And da, 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 da. like, and like I just would go, I would do like what you did uh, when you were a kid. You would grab a, an encyclopedia and just like grab, oh, let's learn all that P, pachyderms, placosomus. Like start like, flipping yeah, through. Yeah. Exactly. And I used to do that too because I would get bored because I had no fucking friends. Right. And, uh, so I could consume knowledge like that. I can, and I still am to that. Not I'm I'm rusty because of, you know, weed and 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 barley and hops. But you know, uh, but I'm still kind of like that. Where you know, I don't become an expert, but I can become like, give me like twenty minutes on a certain topic, and I'm go, all right, you know, whatever. So, uh, I started just kind of reciting things back, and I was like, these are really neat concepts. But also, like, there's some solid science in there when they talk about the polymerase chain reaction with this and that, that, that. they're like they're splitting the DNA, RNA and all that and using the frog DNA and doing all that. And, and these guys knew, they knew within 10 minutes that I had actually read the book in five days where all these like star performer, right. Hyper power nerds took them like a month or so. And, uh, they're like, Oh, okay. Well, I ate lunch with them that day. Then the next day, they all sat at a different table. I went to move with them. They said, you, you, they literally told me that I couldn't sit with them anymore. And that was, that was kind of it. And then I fell into the fine arts crowd. That's around that time within a couple months is when I discovered uh, drama. And I, I was already in band, but I just kind of put, I just felt like I belonged so there. Did that, did so that, was the music thing. Did that, that stick more, the fine arts stuff stick more? It than did. The, it okay. absolutely did. It absolutely did. Uh, that, that stuck with me a hell of a lot more. And, has brought me way, way more joy, and um, I feel like I've put some of that joy out there in the universe through through fine arts, through music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I was able to bond later on with people on movie stuff, which is, I mean, you and I love movies and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But like, there's there's certain like the Kevin Smith movies. Like, I didn't see like I should have seen Mallrats in 1995 when it came out. I was 14 because right. I was a fucking Mallrat, but I didn't see it until I was like 17 or 18. I didn't see it till way later, and I'm like, this is pretty fucking brilliant. And then Chasing Amy, then Dogma blew my mind, and so on and so forth. And then I ended up having to go back and watch Clerks because I'd never watched. I was 13 when it came out. It was a black and white indie film. Right. You can only get on VHS tapes. I didn't fucking know where to find that. So, so I, I, it, through the fine arts crowd, I met the more nerdy pop art kind of mm-hmm. and, and, and musical, musically inclined folks. And that's, that's where I found like more 
people that I could really identify with, but they also weren't the best people to surround myself with. The fine arts people. Yeah. Because they were all, they're all fucked up in the same way I was. You mean just psychologically? Or? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, or just yeah. something like too many drugs or what? What are we talking um, about? No, here? not no, not too many drugs. I, I mean, I'm sure some of them got into it mm-hmm. more and more later on, but I it was never it was never a drug thing. It was more psychologically. You you know how that goes. Like they say, the 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 best actors and the most fucked up people on earth that are like their brains all fucked up are comedians, mm-hmm. right? Well, that comes from trauma and psychological damage and having something inside you that you need to get out. Well, the same thing as the musical theater people. That's why you hear about the the total prima donnas uh, in in uh, musical theater or on you know the, uh, the television and and movies uh, because they're they're look at me, look at me, look at me because people didn't look at them and they right. found an outlet for people to pay attention to them for good or for bad, but they're right. still getting attention. Well, I, you said they weren't the best people, but I, I would say they weren't. They weren't, they weren't the, the worst people. They weren't the people that apparently whatever time period it was you were running around with your grandfather was warning you about. No. He wasn't warning about those people. It was it was the other people that none of, because none of those people, the, the fine arts people that I hung out with in junior high, Paul, they didn't, they weren't within riding distance or walking distance of mm-hmm. where I lived. Mm-hmm. So I still hung out with neighborhood dipshits. So that's what the, okay, that's what the, yeah. now we're getting to it. They were, they were very local people. 100%. That, and that's, that's why you ended up hanging yeah. out because they were local people. Okay. Now I will say this. I do, I did have one friend throughout junior high and all through high school. And I feel bad that I lost touch with him in in our twenties. And I would, I would, I would absolutely love to hang out with him because I know for a fact that if I just found wherever he lived, and just knocked on his door and said, hey, Ted, you want to go fishing? And he would be like, fuck yeah, let's go. Let's catch up. It's mm-hmm. been 20-some-odd years. And he literally lived right behind uh, me. Like, his, his right. house was right behind us. And Ted was a just just a dynamite dude. Dad was a great, great, really good dude, very handy. He, did, like, did a bunch of work on my mom's house, my mom and stepdad's house. And mm-hmm. just our families were friends. So... But anyway, um, I never really but hung for the out most part, with, I, I never had a, a clicky or I didn't hang out any, any I, I didn't do that in in high school, but I ended up I ended up joining the science or the physics physics club or the science club for a short period of time, but god damn there were some smart fuckers in there. I mean to tell you, these were the top people that God knows what they're doing now because I remember there was a kid in high school there that would present things. He'd present what he was working on for the club. I mean he was working on That's cool cancer fucking shit. How to fix, and he was got scholarships to God knows what school. I don't even remember what schools he were. I'm going, I am the really the dumbest person in here. <laughs> He's probably the professor emeritus at MIT or something. I don't know like that what, or, where he is, but I was, <laughs> I was blown away. Like, I can't even, I'm not even going to come back, which I didn't do at some point. I went, right. I can't even have, I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about at all. Didn't go to look it up or figure it out because I was not into solving cancer i was into other materials and things like that but the people i ended up hanging out with what which wasn't that many it was just a few people in high school were also in aviation somehow found out that they were f- playing around with flying on some level and a couple of friends that were building things like working on little kind of high-speed go-karts and little projects and stuff like that that was it i never was with a group and i i knew i did not want to get in trouble um that that's probably my father stating to me more than once in a way that I knew he was dead serious. Like if you ever get in trouble, you don't call. 
I, I will not be getting you out of jail. I'm not gonna <laughs> save. I'm not gonna save your ass. And he, it was he was dead serious. And, and I, my dad was dead serious, but he said, "Don't don't call until in the morning. Don't call me before eight a.m." Well, I and that's only because my dad worked until like he, or he he or. He he worked he worked odd an odd shift because he was right. a, you know he's an over the road truck driver but he, but he was a local guy he was home every day right but he worked a weird shift because you can't just show up at noon at the sure. post office but that but him saying it and saying it that way was enough to keep me out of trouble most of the time yeah I still did a couple stupid things but not that much but then I did have working for Domino's Pizza there were different people there was a yeah. there were druggies and that kind of shit too had big parties with those people went to their houses but never got into it I never wanted to. I, I never smoked weed with them at all or that kind of stuff. And I hung out with them, but I was bothered. What, what I turned, if I were to leave early from a party like that, I said, I, I got to go work on this fucking wind server composite designer. So I got, I can't do yeah. this. You know, I, I love beer, 100%. Love, uh, love keg, you know, keg parties, that kind of shit. Guaranteed. But I never went down. And I also, <laughs> the people that were smoking the weed and shit at Domino's, always had the cars that were always broken down the fucking most and had to work on their shit all the time and they were like using me somewhat to fix their fucking cars and right. stuff. And I'm like, you guys gotta get your shit together. Come on, we gotta you know, and plus you know, so I, I just didn't do that. I thought, okay. And my other other one of my George friends did a little bit of that. He just dabbled a solid bit, but he was spent a lot more time on working on shit, like turning wrenches and hey, let's work on my he had a Mustang, an old Mustang we worked on and that kind of stuff at his house. And that kind of shit. So we we would build crossbows yeah. and things like the really cool, interesting. Did you build crossbows out of yeah. like fiberglass crossbows yeah. and shit? We we, we had aluminum one first, and that's like, well, let's do that out of carbon fiber or fiberglass. That was early, early on. Holy shit! But where were you getting carbon fiber? It was from the in the glider repair in the eighty early or late seventies mid eighties mid eighties. Oh, yeah, mid, it, was this, er, it was earlier. Early this early wasn't early. when in your teen years. This no, was this it was, was a little bit yeah. later. Yeah. Okay. So what that that's what it was. It was like, and I knew I still wanted to be in aviation somehow. And the people that all the people, I guess I was stuck on. I was stuck on the material. I really was. I was stuck on the composites. And anybody that was hanging around composites in that way was kind of an aviation and working on stuff. And in my mind, those people weren't out smoking weed all the time. Yeah. So I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, that's not working for some reason. For some reason, they're not doing the shit that I want to do. Didn't dislike them. You know, but I just didn't, and but I saw him in high school, but it just wasn't getting it for me. You know, I wanted to do th- what you see right now. Yeah. I'm still doing it. Um, and, and that's what, and that's what, again, what kept me out of trouble. And I could have gotten in trouble. Fuck, I was in the wrong place, could have been in the wrong place at the wrong time when that helicopter landed and arrested everybody for growing weed. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I, I just, and that was one of my better friends who didn't tell me what they were doing. So was he a good friend of mine or not? I don't know. I'd say he was a good friend by not telling you what he was doing. <laughs> That's Honestly, true. like not involving you in he it. He probably like, knew I wouldn't. Like he, he probably knew it was better not to tell me. Yeah. I wonder if he thought I was going to rat on him. I need to talk to him about that. I, was, I saw him back in Atlanta when I was there. Oh, yeah? Um, and uh, but it was his son that was here that visited. If he oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I should, he would be honest with me now. I'd say, hey, did you not tell him? I'm just wondering. You know, when you guys got, a, remember you guys got arrested by the GBI? That was awesome. Um, Georgia Beer Investigation. I love. I love yeah. that there's a GBI. Yeah, and landed the helicopter in the corral next to the half pipe <laughs> that we built. <laughs> yeah, that's not the first indicator that there's marijuana growing. Right, is the half pipe out in the country. But I was more in the let's build a half pipe part, not smoke weed part. Right, of it. you know, right. what I, mean? I was. It was in the same group of people. And I don't want. You but to, I had my mission. What I was doing, you know what I mean. I don't want you to think that I. I did. Uh, I mean, I. I smoked my fair share of ganja when I lived in Ohio, but not that much. And it was right. usually, 
after now that I think about it, actually, every time I ever smoked weed, I smoked weed before school once mm-hmm. with my friend Brandy, whom I'm still really good friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I stole some pot from my mom. She Brandy. <laughs> yeah. That's just a funny. Just sentence. a little. Yeah, I know. It's it's <laughs> it's funny for you to think about that. It's it's right. very easy for me to because that was yeah, your that yeah. was normal yeah. in your life. It's like oh yeah, but don't doesn't everybody's parents grow weed? Yeah, right. I mean, that was the thought yeah. that you would have. Yeah. Seriously, it's like doesn't everybody grow weed? So I stole some pot from my mom, and then Brandy picked me up before school. It's probably seven fifteen, seven thirty in the morning, and and I was like, hey Brandy, I got this little nug I got from mom. She's like, oh, let's fucking. I got a pipe in here. Let's do it. And we got high before school, and it was the worst fucking day. Mm-hmm. I, and it was only a half day. Right. Like, I only had to go to school until, like, 1130 that morning. I was, like, 8 to 1130. Like, I couldn't get through it sober. <laughs> Three hours. You yeah. Couldn't, and it couldn't was make that happen. so bad. And I can tell you, I had one more experience like that where I smoked weed in the middle of my shift uh, as a dishwasher here mm-hmm. in town. I was, like, 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. And that was the longest fucking shift. It was only like a five-hour shift, but that the last like four hours of it was awful. That's what probably made it. And that's probably why you're like, I don't want to experience that time freeze where no. it feels like I'm working for three weeks. Right. I want to get tipped trip. out by my servers and get the fuck out of here because it's <laughs> Friday night. Right. And anyway, uh, but I, I didn't really, uh, I didn't even smoke. I, I, you know why I, uh, the whole reason why I smoked weed most of the time when I was uh, like in... In high school, before I moved out here, like early high school, I'll say yes. Why did you smoke to fit weed? in? Oh, okay. Because I didn't want to be the nerd that was at, like I was already part of this group of fine arts kids that were, you know, band, orchestra, choir, jazz, jazz choir. What's wrong with being band. them? You fit in with them. I fit in. I fit in with them to a certain degree, but only like a handful of them. Really, right. I mean, honestly, if we had to, if we had to really get down to brass tacks, because it was a pretty. Troy, Ohio has got a, is, and it's still, it's still like this. I think it's swung a little more to the well-to-do side, but it used to be probably sixty percent, fifty. We'll call it fifty percent upper middle class. Okay, and the rest of it was lower middle class or lower class, mm-hmm. like ve- like pretty poor. And I fell in the middle somewhere, the middle lower lower middle class uh, end of things. And a lot of the band kids had been taking private lessons since they were five years old, and they were all incredibly good, gifted. Mm-hmm. They were gifted already, and then they were also gifted this private lesson. So when you got to a high school level, uh, it was damn near a college level, and you had to like the if you looked at the the orchestrations because like Beethoven's say Beethoven's uh, which your Fifth Symphony, right? This famous piece of da da da. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. There's, if you look at that, the sheet music of that, there's various levels to that and skill sets. Mm -hmm. And you can really only know it if, one, you know how to read music, two, you know some music theory, or three, you've listened to enough, like, a marching band, a high school concert band play it. To kind of segregate it out. College level band and and figure out, oh, my God, like a 55-piece orchestra, say the, the, the Boston Philharmonic, is gonna not? They're not gonna play the same arrangement as a sixteen-year-old in high school. They just aren't. It's just not going to. Mm-hmm. We were playing up to, and some pieces were up on that level, on that higher level. So the people that I fit in with were the people that were naturally gifted, that were poor kids, that just somebody threw an instrument at them and they could play. 
and the people that practiced their ass off, which was me mm-hmm. and, and a handful of my friends. So we were even the outcasts of the outcasts, if that makes sense, because we're mm-hmm. all band nerds and outcasts, the outcasts. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, um, yeah, like I, I just did it to fit in, to continue to fit in as like, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm a cog in this wheel. Look at me. Like, I, I'm cool. Can mm-hmm. I please hang out with you people? Oh, here, have a puff. And I was like, I would take a couple hits. And to be perfectly honest, low grade high school weed is still one of my favorite fucking things on earth because you get a little bit of a head buzz, a head change, change your mood a little bit. Maybe my, now at 42, maybe my back doesn't hurt as much. I giggle a little bit, eat some food and go to fucking bed. Right. Which is exactly what it's done for me since I was 14. Right. But I didn't, I ramped up my, my weed usage when I moved to, to Kingman mm-hmm. because I, could not find hardly anybody I could be friends with. And the potheads and the fine arts kids usually take you in. And the fine arts kids here had been going to school with the together for years. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really even fit in there. I especially didn't make any friends when I, you know, three weeks in, I tried out for first chair and got it and beat out, you know, two seniors. So that there was that. But I just surrounded, like I said before, I, I, I used it to fit in. And I didn't heed my grandfather's advice early on when I should have. And and now that I have, and I'm more guarded over who I surround myself with to a degree. Still have some some slip ups here and there, but I'm pretty well guarded on who I let in. Let's say, but here's the uh, I guess to uh, kind of not necessarily wrap this up, but in, to think about this, like so, there are things that that I there, there are some things in the past that people would have said that I would have paid attention to more. I wish I should have. Or wish my father would have been more forceful with, which that's a different topic. But you, there are certain things your grandfather told you or other pieces of advice that you didn't heed. Okay, so let's say that the average person has has a handful of those. Like, God, they told me this, and had I just done that, you know, it would have been, my life would be different now. Okay, fast forward to now with these people, me, you, whomever it is, are there people in our lives now that are trying to give advice that maybe should be listened to that we're not none of us still are and then five years from now ten years from now we're gonna god i wish i would have listened to that part in other words is this just a, th- a way we're built you know or is this are, are are we better people now we whoever yeah i didn't listen then but i'm doing a better job at listening to people now because i think that this person is probably correct you know i can honestly say that yes i and, and that's another thing because you kind of touched on something that i has been my ethos for about a little over a decade Maybe maybe 15 years is I don't need to be better than anybody else. I just need to be better than who I was the day before. And I don't live by that every single day. I, there's been times where I get e- where ego takes over and arrogance will take over. And a lot of that is just for that that positive feedback that I give myself of, you know what? There's a handful. There's not even a handful. There's like three things on this earth that I'm that I'm better at than 99 percent of everyone who's ever lived. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm OK with that. So and I'll say that and I'll it, and I'll talk about those things, but those are the only things I'll ever you, speak to have any sort of of uh, certain knowledge, uh, knowledge level about something. But as long as I humble myself, which I get humbled literally every day, mm-hmm. uh, and I can remember I'm just, that's all right. That's a setback. I'm still better off than I was yesterday. I'm better than I was better as a person. Than I was yesterday. I can't say that every day, not even close. And, and I don't if you if you can't if you do that and you do that or that helps you. Get along day to day. That's obviously a, and, that's a good thing for you. I don't mean better overall. I mean better in certain respects. I improved on something. 
I'm a little bit better. And I can't say just that about a little me at skosh. All. And you know what? That and and that's okay. Yeah. But I and I hope it doesn't cause a issue in your brain on a malfunction on that. No, but well, like, what I, 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 no, no, I try to think of what it based on that on using a metric in your life. You know, are you long term? You know, long because because it's like to me, it's like a stock market chart or whatever chart. It's it's blips and ups and downs, but overall, is the when, tr- is the trend when upward. you zoom out? Does it just look like a nice? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is like the stock market trends. It's super smooth the further out you 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 zoom, but you zoom in and you see oh there's a setback right. and then it go, ticks up. But it's like on the grand scheme of things, are you going up or are you going down? I have even months or three months or six months that I don't. That if I look at a certain time or day, I'm going. I am worse off right now than I was six months ago or whatever it is. I mean, it's. I think it's more the long haul in, in my mind. Now that you brought that up, it just makes me think, what, what is, if I had a time frame, am I better day or yesterday? Or if I'm conscientiously doing self-improvement stuff, like if I'm exercising every day or trying to eat better every day, then I'll think, yeah, I did, I did pretty good today. That kind of, you know, I'll make those little small thoughts. But overall in my life, it's on like a one to two year chunk of time. You know, sometimes it's really much worse. And 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 uh, I because right now I'm on a certain goals I have with the business that I've got to hit a couple things hard these next couple of years. And if I'm if I don't do those, I will be extremely disappointed. And I just quite now I'll be very depressed if I didn't if I can't make this happen. It's not out of even with bad chunks of luck to me, if I work smart enough with it and hard enough, I should be able to hit these marks. And if, a, if, I, if I'm not there in a couple of years, I will not be fucking happy. And it's not someone unrealistic either. It's strategically and tactically on a weekly basis trying to gather more information and have a different leverage in certain situations in my business to where this is where this is where I am now and this is where I need to be and how are we getting there. And, and, and I'm making those steps, but that's not going to be the proof. I'm making the steps and I believe in the right direction. But it's going to happen when it happens. It's like, bang, yeah. there it is. And I'm, it's not, I will not be a happy Paul if I, if I can't get to that point in a couple no of years. No one wants an unhappy Paul. I'm just saying me. I, I just, no, I, I get I, it. I, I, just, I, just, I just know that. And there were just certain delays I had nothing to do with that, that delayed all this from happening. And these motherfucking assholes out here is one of them. And I'll, I'll 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 tell them tell them that that, that again if I ever if it ever comes up in front of their I hope you call them motherfucking assholes instead oh, I, of their, I will if if they, yeah. if it if it if the opportunity is but anyway that's I try not to blame other people for what happens but there are a, a couple things that happened here there's things that are out that of I, that are are honestly, completely out of my control it, it's the 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 old uh, adage is is that uh, you know control what you can control you know right and you can't get upset about things that are out of your control except. There's there's so many exceptions to that rule, and, and and like if you come into a circumstance under false pretenses, and then you're stuck, mm-hmm. and you're like fuck, now you have to make do with those circumstances. That's that and that's that's just life. But you yes, it is. But you can't. So there's the life part, yes. But you can also control of your response and your reaction and what yeah. you do with it. So you can be in a negative place and angry for up to a point, but then you better do something with it. You know, it's like you know, what are you gonna do? You know, are are you gonna just live with this level of anger and regret or or what do you want to call it um or uh, there's another term for that or or a combination thereof you can still have a little bit of that i guess but are you going to make some kind of positive steps and and to make this better 
and this definitely delayed my life. There's no doubt about it, but a result looking out there, you can see what it did. Yeah. You know, moving that direction. So, um, but that, that's really, I, I, I can, I can swim in that too long, you know, if I want, because even, even though it's moving in the right direction now, it's still easy to get back and be pissed off at it. Oh yeah. As, as opposed to just kind of letting it go. You should always visit misery, but never live there. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure I'll be able to hundred percent. I sh- I wish I could hundred percent let it go, but you know, you run into people and that kind of stuff that, that you just can't think about. Oh, that was that asshole that did this, you know? Yeah. Truly, truly bad people. Truly bad yeah. people. Oh, I've run into a couple of my bullies we talked about. I've talked about that. We've talked about it privately, but I've also talked about it on this podcast and run into people that were just, d- did psychological damage to me. Mm-hmm. Really did. Just really, really fucked me. Yeah. And, uh, I can honestly say every single one of them, except for one, but I'm I'm waiting. I know he'll fucking he, he's getting his. He'll get his. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single one of the like the, about four, because I've always said I've never wished death upon anybody. I feel like a, a shitty. If you live a life that's shitty, you deserve that fucking life. Mm-hmm. But there's a, a about four people that still walking around this planet that if they drop dead tomorrow and I got that phone call or somehow found out, I would be like. Shit, and I would tell you right now, I would have some muscles in my body that would just relax, and right. I don't know how to get rid of that feeling. I don't think it's healthy. I don't dwell on it. I don't think about those people all the time. But there's certain things that just remind me uh, a, a way somebody says a phrase or how I, you, how you get rid of that is it, almost impossible for most people. Yeah, it's fucking time and a lot of effort and fucking therapy and it just takes a shitload of fucking effort but also not being like that person that's another thing that's always helped me that's like that's why that's why you you've never really seen me i don't think get real worked up to the point where i'm like about to commit violence same here you haven't either no it's it's it's, it's happened about three times in my life and it's it's a bad situation it used to happen more often to me not because i let rage take over but it's because i don't i was always raised to stand up for people who can't stand up for themselves and then all the shitty stuff that had happened to me through bullying and whatever just kids being assholes compounded on top of that Mm -hmm. that i just don't like bullies i really don't like bullies when race comes into effect Mm -hmm. and or or any sort of bigotry and if you combine those two together god damn it it's fucking bad it's real bad and it's and luckily for someone who's been Working in in an industry where, you know, people get drunk, I'm shocked that I haven't had to pull the trigger on acting like that more times. I think a lot of it has to do with age and some wisdom. Sure, that, yeah. That comes from, one, you don't want to go to jail. It's not fun. No. Food's terrible. Don't fucking sleep very well. But also, I'm fucking 42 years old. I can sleep weird and my fucking back hurts. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, let alone getting into some sort of so physical it, combat. So you can sum it up with age. That's it, it, Whether it's wisdom it, or it, physical ailments yeah. or whatever, <laughs> yeah, it's age. Combination thereof yeah. and some common sense. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, I've got these. It, there's there's every single person that I know that, that I can recall that ever really, truly bullied me is either turned around and is a completely different person mm-hmm. or the universe has gotten them real fucking good, except for one guy. And he continued. And my, I, I've talked to people from uh, my hometown. He's still there. He's a realtor. Doesn't surprise me. And uh, 
he fucks people over all the time. He's been under investigation multiple times by the state of Ohio. Which is not surprising at all. Oh, obviously. man, I was like, man, that guy, I, what's going to happen is he's going to go to a white-collar prison for 10 years. Like, mm-hmm. I can just feel it. And I kind of hope not, he does. Not pounding the ass prison? No, not one of those, but he's no. not going to have a good fucking time. Yeah. Because he'll have to relinquish con- complete and total control over his life. There's a couple people who bullied me in junior high school um, that that th- there's there's no doubt in my mind that they're because I, I just know this. It's not like I want this to be the case. I just know that they didn't, they didn't turn out to be good people. Like they're right. either dead now or they're just having a miserable life. I, right. I just again, no one's told me this. I just I just know the kind of person that they were. Yeah, and I know what it takes to get out of junior high school into high school and they're not this they're not that kind of character to to do to be the right the right kind of person to do well they're going to be the, in the wrong kind of people or they're going to do the wrong fucking things and yeah. be assholes about it and they're going to fucking pay yeah they're they're going to pay or have already or have already yeah you yeah. know oh man we went deep <laughs> that's 2 weeks in a row that's all right it's a good thing. First Friday, folks. Yeah, go to First Friday. If you're looking for some levity in your life after this fucking hour and a half diatribe of what we woulda, shoulda, coulda, uh, <laughs> well, and it's all, go to First there's, Friday. There's, there's things out there. There's things to uh, to um, to maybe think about. Like, are there are there hints? Are there clues? Are there signs? Are there people that maybe we tend to ignore or not take in a little bit and go, maybe, maybe they're saying, maybe that person's correct. Maybe I... I should look at that a little bit. Oh, more. And, and I, I guarantee. I'm. I mean, I'm proof positive. I, I'm terrible at taking advice. You know this. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I also know that the older we get, the more set in our ways we get, and I hate that. I hate that because I don't want to become that old man. But in some aspects, I've, I'm already there. But I'm still. Con- I still consider myself fluid because I still change my opinions on things that I've had long held beliefs on things. Mm-hmm. Hell, you don't know. Five years from now, I could be the pastor in a church. Like you, I, I, you never know where what how something's gonna click, you know. I was and, like I told you. That, speaking of of past or whatever, the friend of mine named Kevin Madigan, who was uh, my friend at Auburn University, we did our radio work together. War Eagle. And he he was a uh, <laughs> or go uh, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Just either pick, way, pick, pick an animal. <laughs> um, went to Auburn. Pick an animal. Auburn. Here's an animal this week. It's the, the rat. Uh, it's uh, the, the Auburn peacocks. Cram, cram worm. What's, what's a cram worm? I don't know what. I don't know what a cram worm is. That sounds like a college thing. <laughs> okay. What is it, college boy? <laughs> um, cram worm is the person that only goes to the 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 uh, university library right before midterms and right. Yeah. That, that's a cram worm. That's right. that. Uh, that's my definition of someone who's never been to a college. There you go. All right. So. <laughs> So Kevin Madigan was a mathematics major, which was just ugh. oh my I god! Did, I did okay in math, never was really good, but I could sort of. He could. He was just fascinating. He lived across the hall from me in Magnolia Dormitory, and uh, of course it's Magnolia Dormitory you know. <laughs> at the world famous Auburn <laughs> exactly. University. Um, so uh, we would hang out. He would show me, going, "God, you're fucking." Cool. He had these math books that were this. You just open them up, and your your brain would just explode. <laughs> Pick a page, and yours one would really explode. You'd have been just like the fucking, you know. Hey, can you? Hey, Kevin, can you help me with fractions? And he would just look at me like, <laughs> "Fuck this guy." <laughs> but he became. He went to New York and became a Hasidic Jew. Well, I mean, they believe in math too, man. I know. But speak about it. You know, he was like, the, I thought it was going to be a mathematics professor. Or he, His name is Kevin Madigan. Yes, and he became. 
<laughs> that, that's my point. When if someone says, "Oh, you got to pick a direction," apparently you don't. You can be Kevin. Oh Madigan. no, he, he did pick a direction. Well, he, he did. Yeah. Irish guy went to a southern fucking university, was a math major. Holy shit. And now he's uh, literally in New York. Pota- Last time he was in New York City, he uh, became a long-haired fucking aesthetic Jew guy. Oh, that's fucking kind of cool. But that, but that, I know, tap? he's that kind of a person. Have he's, you been in touch with him not, recently? I, I would not mind looking him up. Like, he may be, he could be working on some weird secret Top secret now. He could project, be one of those. He, maybe he's working in some Kabbalah kind of shit. That's all right. math based. Uh, oh, ancient Hebrew is very mathematically. Right. He's that kind of a person. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. But he's so funny, and his brain was so quick that you wanted to be around him. Like, like, like you wanted to try to see if you could keep up with him. And, and he loved to entertain people. You know, as far as funny goes, I don't, it was hard to explain. I wish George, my best friend George, the cook guy, were yeah. here because he hung out with him. Because George would come visit me at Auburn, and we all hung out. And then Kevin would come with me to visit back in Atlanta, and we all hung out then because we, you know, Georgia was living in Atlanta then, so we all hung out together. And he goes, "God, that fucking guy!" You know, he would have stories about him too. We all hate about if you're not there and you hear stories, it's kind of boring for the dude. I wonder person. if he's involved in like Hasidic numerology and shit. Like, there's it would make sense if he were. It, yeah, so I'd go. Yeah, no he's, kidding. No, he's not involved. He's the guy. Right. He's the guy. He's not even in New York anymore. He's in somewhere in Israel. I hope he's still alive. He's probably I, like I translating really... Dead Sea Scrolls into algorithms or some shit like he, that. He and I, are the ones that got kicked off of Weagle. W e g l. Oh, that's that guy. That's the, that guy. Yeah. By. What is it you did? But let's close this out. We what did it, the, uh, the 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 Book of Guinness. No, was well, that's the, what got you. I thought it was the scratching the record. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but we had a little skit about the Book of Guinness. We, we, we Guinness was a Bible, and that was our our book that we would study. And that we had this little religion. We do that on the show too, middle of the night. But yes, we were scratching. We were both into Pink Floyd and that kind of. And Prince was really popular then, right? And we had these overnight audiences that loved all this druggy music we listened to. And Kevin was a heavy pot smoker, by the way. Yeah. And I still didn't do that at Auburn. But we were hung, hanging out and all that kind of shit. So we um, played a few tunes. And it was like probably 2 in the morning on a Friday, Saturday night, whatever it was. And we said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to play um, some deep cut of Prince or something that no one really was familiar with or didn't like. But it was familiar enough. And, and so the thing is we would scratch it just a little bit like it was a mistake, like like we were screwing up, and oops! But then we would cut in with um, with Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, uh, wish you were here. I think it was. Yeah, it was wish you were here. That's and we would fade it in. So what happened was, is um, and this is kind of more my fault than Kevin's. Um, so he was the one that was responsible for scratching it, and I was bringing in the on the other turntable, bringing in wish you were here. So I would. And so I would hold it, and I would tell him, you know, when he can, we can, he would stop screaming. So we, the song would play this Prince for about twenty, thirty, or like a minute, and then he would start scratching it. And the whole idea was, three or four seconds, we'll fade that down, we'll fade up the "Wish You Were Here," and that's how it's going to go. Great, we had it all figured out. But I thought it'd be funny if he were to have to scratch it a lot longer than that. <laughs> oh shit! And that's that's the part that got us in trouble, though. It's like, what the fuck? But we were it was funny though. Why why we were playing this song, the phones went off the hook. Just playing the song, the Prince song. Yeah. Because all of our pothead fucking acid rocker fuckers <laughs> were pissed the fuck off that we were playing this Prince tune, which was really, you know, because they were dolls into the deep, heavy, oh, yeah. you know, the whatever music the fuck they were into, and they were they were our followers in the overnight show. And so then we scratched it. Then then they called us back, and, oh, my God, that was the most awesome thing ever, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so then we had our regular music that we were playing. 
Oh, we got fired the next day from the station manager. The next day. I we, like that. Because we scratched the – fired from a non-paying job, by the way. Yeah, that's the best part. You and got we, fired – We had the best overnight group, too. You know, it was that we had a great – we did well, I think. You that's know. too bad, though. They should w- have recognized the, the really and it would be W-E-G-L. Probably, st- probably still has that. I bet you right now that's still what it's – We looked it up, the, the, the Weagle. I bet it's the same guy's voice that they used from back then. It was W-E-G-L, Auburn. Yeah, that's what it looked. You know, that was the I like ad- that. identifier. WNBC. So it's it was a Weagle. Hey man, check out so and so's on Weagle. When any guys came through, like Bruce Springsteen, uh, played through there. We had um, we had uh, no wait, Jimmy Buffett. I'm I'm sorry, not Springsteen, but Jesus Buffett and um, promises in the dark. Pat Benatar. She yeah. came through, so they would go on WEGL. You know, that's pretty that cool. Day and, yeah. and interview them, and we had big concerts and stuff like that. That was that was. That was a benefit being in college, dirt cheap ass fucking concert tickets. Yeah. I mean rock bottom dirt cheap. It was paid for by the university yeah, mainly. They, yeah, they still charge you five or ten bucks if you were a student, but that was it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. End of story. All right. First Friday, folks, be there. Yeah, be there. Be square. A lot ha- of music. Have a good week, folks. Yes. Sir.